Well, a good day to you wherever you happen to be, anywhere across the United States, anywhere in the world. We know we have a global listenership here at EWTN. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It is your show, and it has been for eight and a half years. I am Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. We've got Ace and Matt and um, and um, <laughs> Michael. Michael. Michael's on social media. It's been a long morning for me here at the Basilica mm-hmm. of St. Paul. We got we got youth confirmation tomorrow, and uh, I am I am helping out in the faith formation program, mm-hmm. Debbie, which you've done a lot in your past, and mm-hmm. so you you know exactly kind of how scram how much I'm scrambling right about now. But it's going to be going to be glorious tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of that scrambling around and that resistance because you're doing something really great for God with mm-hmm. that sacrament. So way to go, Jerry. We'll be praying oh, that it goes wonderful. Is the bishop going to be there? He will be, yes. Very nice. Very nice. So what a wonderful time. That's Friday night, so let everyone pray um, for those um, for the confirmande. Are they, how, are they all ages or a certain age group or what? Uh, they're all about eighth grade-ish. Oh, eighth grade yeah, Okay. Eighth grade, so yeah. Okay, okay. Very nice. Well, it's exciting. We, we are a sacrament-rich uh, church, um, and that is incredible. Um, and we'll talk more about that. We have a couple shows coming up in February and March during, um, during Lent and, at, and during the Easter season. But today, here is the question. Very different. Very different than uh, talking about the sacraments. Actually, it's like kind of like the opposite of that. Um, we're talking about a, a bit of a vices today. When was a time you were stubborn? When was a time you were stubborn and later wished you hadn't been that way? Mm. You didn't act that way. Ooh. Intriguing. Yeah, it is intriguing. Okay, so think about it. Go back in your mind and uh, your life and do an inventory and say, okay, I was really prideful or stubborn or resistant in that way. And for that situation, maybe with a family member, a friend, a colleague at work, a fellow parishioner, a neighbor, or a stranger even being stubborn, you know, when you encounter somebody at the grocery store, maybe something of that nature. And then you wish when you left, you go, Oh, that just didn't feel right. That that was not my best behavior. I did not show up as Christ in that in that situation. So we're talking about stubbornness today, and it's very important because we're, we're fast approaching Lent um, in the, um, uh, right, right on Valentine's Day, actually, um, and we really want to start preparing ourselves. You know, Adam Bly, religious demonologist, who is the co-host of The Spirit World with me um, on Saturdays, he always says, it, Debbie, it, one of the recipes for um, a go, a, moving towards holiness, Jerry, is this idea of it, you constantly are thinking virtue over vice, virtue mm-hmm. over vice. And it's, it's beautiful. And these, these, this helps us in, on the road to holiness, on the road to sainthood. Here's the number. We're talking about stubbornness. Come on, you guys, fess up. Let's go. 833 you know, we can we can even generalize it a little bit. Do you tend to be um, someone who kind of digs your heels in a little bit? You know, when you think, uh, well, I've got my position on this, and someone else has theirs. Uh, this is, you know, again, as Debbie said, it's one of those uh, shows where you kind of we have to kind of shine a light on ourselves, our own behavior, a little bit once in a while. I will readily admit, I used to be. Hopefully, I'm not that much anymore. But when I was younger, I know I was very, very stubborn. I'm not sure what the root of that was. But if I had my opinion, if I had my thoughts on something, or even if I just didn't want to do something somebody wanted me to do, you know, maybe I would, as I said, dig my heels in and be a little bit stubborn. So 
That's what we're talking about today. Or maybe you know somebody who, who is like that. We're not asking you to criticize them or out them or anything, but how do you, how do you relate? How do you resolve situations where one person may be uh, kind of a little bit stubborn over something? 833-288-EWTN is the number. It's 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. We know that um, when we are getting catechized, formed in our faith, right? It's, it's talked about how we need to be open. We need to uh, be willing to make adjustments, be willing to change and grow and evolve, so that we can um, um, be more Christ-like, right? And we can grow in holiness and and uh, bring up and and master it in in such a beautiful way and strive for holiness with the virtues and overcome and and master all those vices get get rid of them push them away shed them don't cuz you can't take them in the afterlife if you do you're going we're we're going to get stuck in purgatory you know who wants to do that we want to get straight to heaven right well, my, I had a recent encounter with somebody I, I don't really know that well, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate because I really, really and truly thought that, you know, I thought a person who's, who's older and, and wiser and in the faith and very uh, devoted and devout a Catholic would take the time to get facts, the facts. Instead, they made a judgment call without the facts. And I think sometimes that creates a sense of, well, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to be stubborn. You know, why not get the facts? And then if you have to make some adjust, adjustments, well, you do that to grow in holiness, to remove the vices, shed those bad feelings and unforgiveness and hardness of heart and judgment calls and all that thing, and move towards the virtues of holiness and, 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 and sainthood. I just don't understand it, and but it happens so easily in this world. It's like it's like a surface judgment. Tell me if you agree or disagree with this. A surface judgment without going deeper and getting the facts. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling to me. I don't understand why we do that in this day and age when uh, information is so easily um, uh, accessible. Why do we do that, Jerry? Is that just because somebody says, well, I'm going to make a judgment call just based on my own impression and that's mm-hmm. it? Well, yeah, I think, and I was going to say the same thing. You just anticipated what I was going to say, and that is in this information age, you know, it's really, um, we, we don't want to be, uh, you know, coming to conclusions without checking on the facts. But I would just say it, it probably also depends on a person's uh, interior makeup, their constitution, their, um, you know, their approach to things, you know, because, I mean, some people might, see, I think when I was sharing that I used to be that way, I would be, I would be sort of, uh, you know, ready, fire, aim type, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> So you had, did you, know, you have like well, an anger underneath? I think there was, I had some anger. Yeah. Um, okay. That's but maybe it was just prideful or whatever, but, um, you know, and I, I'm just imagining take two family. You're probably sitting there going, I can't wait to hear what people share about this topic today. I'm not going to call in, but I can't wait to hear what other people share. <laughs> we need you to call in. We're talking about, you know, stubbornness, uh, kind of holding your ground, digging your heels in. Are you the type that does that? Do you know somebody who does? And, Maybe tell us of a time when, uh, you know, uh, you had second thoughts about that. And maybe it was a very healing, beautiful situation that resulted out of it. 833-288-3986. We need your calls. It's not a show without you. When was a time you were pretty stubborn and you wish you've lived to regret it? (laughs) 
it can get you in trouble sometimes. It really can. So talk about it. You can give your confirmation name. There, there. We just see how we weaved in the sacraments. I love that. You can you can give your confirmation name. Eight three three two eight eight. 3986. Before we get to Jennifer and the others, please dial in now. Don't wait till the end of the show. You're going to think of a story you want to tell, and then we're going to be too late. And Jerry has not figured out how to stop time yet. Okay, he hasn't. So we got to keep moving. 833-288-3986. By the way, Jerry, sometimes I do pray for that. I'm like, Lord, can you stop Mm -hmm. time? Just stop it for a minute so I have more. (laughs) Okay, EWTN book bookmark brief email. It's wonderful to get these emails in your um, inbox there because it's fabulous. If you enjoy EWTN's bookmark brief with Doug Keck, you can receive weekly emails, including a short video blog. It features the author giving a short synopsis of their work in his or her own words. All you have to do to get this, and I get it, I love, I love um, these wonderful time, uh, this great short time to be with the authors because you learn so much about their books. Visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe. Okay, very good. We do have calls. We're going to get to quite a few of you already, but a line is still open and we're talking today about stubbornness. We all can be a little bit stubborn at times. Um, Maybe there was an instance in your life where you sort of, uh, you know, held your ground, dug your heels in, and then you thought about it later on. You said, you know what, maybe I should have sort of acquiesced or given in at that situation. Maybe you did, and maybe that uh, brought about a, a real, uh, you know, beautiful resolution to maybe a, a little bit of a, of a, you know, tense situation. That's what we're talking about here today on the show at 833-288-3986. And as Debbie promised, we will start with Jennifer in North Texas, listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are y'all? Doing well. How about you? Oh, I'm, do- I'm doing fine. Uh, I really appreciate this topic today because this is something that I've been carrying with me for a while, and I regret it deeply, Um, but the situation, I felt I was right, and I wouldn't let go. Uh, So my husband was a widower, and uh, we started dating, and his youngest son, uh, he he was getting married, and no one ever said anything to me. So at at the time that this was going on, Charles and I were just dating. And um, so at the rehearsal wedding, I, I didn't go to the rehearsal because I didn't think I was going to be in it. So I worked, and when I went out there and met him later, and the bride walked up to me, and she said, well, we had somebody stand down for you, and I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted. I didn't know that they wanted me in the wedding. So I found out from my husband later that they wanted me to stand in for his uh, first wife, uh, my stepson's mother. And the day of the wedding, I couldn't do it. I, I refused to do it because I felt like I was violating his respect and his love for his mother. And I don't want—I didn't want to feel like he thought that he had to look at me as a mother figure. And so I refused. I absolutely refused to walk down the aisle, and I regret it today because I love him deeply. And this was this was probably about uh, eight to ten years ago. And I mean, I love him, and he loves me, and I just. I wish I had done it, and I I have a pattern of that, of being stubborn, and I realize that if we're stubborn, we may fall into missing graces from God, and Mm. I need to get past my stubbornness. But you you know what, though, Jennifer, I don't really, this is just me, I don't consider that a stubbornness, I consider it like you, 
you had a strong feeling a certain way and you didn't want to violate that it's it's it sometimes i feel just this is for me how i how i define being stubborn or is when somebody digs their heels in and they say that's it it's got to be my way and that's it because they don't have a reason behind it you you actually had a very beautiful reason you didn't want to to um to hurt her you didn't want to hurt the family you didn't want to you know break any type of um understanding and memory and and bonds that they had you know and i think that's quite beautiful and but you're right you know now as time goes on and and you know you're building you continue to build that relationship with him you know you're thinking why didn't i just do it because you know we have this close relationship this mother son relationship and it's so wonderful but you know, I think just what you said right now, you came from your heart and I'm sure you've said it to him. You should just, you should just pour out your heart again and say, I just, if, cause if people know where, um, their heart is and where they're come from, that where, where it was or where it is, they can understand it better. That's what I think the problem is in this. And, and I'm a life coach. So this is where I'm coming from, from, I think what happens is we, we go so fast to the next situation or episode, not you, not you, Jennifer, but just in general in the world that we don't take the time to say, can I just explain to you why I did this, what I was feeling? Would, can I, would you allow me the time? Because you learn so much from a soul to soul um, uh, perspective. What do you What do you say to that, Jennifer? I'm just curious. Uh, I, I'm I'm very thankful uh, that you that you said that because I did probably about four years ago or five years ago. I'm not good face to face, so I wrote him a letter and he never responded. He never acknowledged it, but I just I, I felt like I wanted him to understand why I didn't do that, and it. You know, it wasn't that I didn't care about him or him getting married or um, it's just I know how deep he had a lot of issues after his mother died. And I think they were unresolved issues and everybody knew that. And mm -hmm. I just I couldn't bring myself to, you know, stick myself in that situation, even though I know my, my husband, he was very angry and he was very hurt that I would not do that for him. And mm -hmm. uh, we worked past it. But um I, I appreciate you saying that because that means a lot to me. But I, but I do, do have a problem with stubbornness, and and I'm because I, I do know that if you if you're stubborn in some things and you refuse to see anybody else's way, mm -hmm. that you can miss graces from God. And I know yeah. that that it is something mm -hmm. I should work on. So I just yeah. thought that this could be right. Okay. Right. But, but, but remember this, and I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. If you're stubborn and you dig your heels in, we can miss uh, grace filled opportunities. Absolutely. But who is the giver of grace? He gives abundant grace. So I, I just can be, I know, I feel this way, Jennifer, that God will, will give bigger and, and more abundant and overflowing graces to you and your, and your family and your son and your husband and everything through all this. So think, think, think about that because I'm sure that God wanted to pour out those graces in that time. And, and, and you're right. It could have been a little missed opportunity, but now in my view, I see it as it's all being stored up, stored up, stored up and, and boom, our Lord's going to, uh, shower a, an abundant amount of graces. So think about that. And that gets you, I think in a, in a really good frame of mind. What do you say to that, Jer? Well, I agree. And all I would add, Jennifer is, um, I think it's St. Ther Therese of Lisieux, probably a lot of the saints, but they talk about 
you know, we can we can ask God to make right anything we've made wrong. And I agree with Debbie. It's I don't think you did anything wrong here and, and made a situation wrong, but you can still ask the Holy Spirit to go back in time. God is outside mm-hmm. of time and space. And to go back to that period of time and just say, uh, Holy Spirit, just soften hearts. Please uh, deflect any feelings that might arise out of misperceptions or miscommunication or whatever. And that could that could also be a, a healing opportunity for you uh, as well if, if you feel, feel you need that in any of these relationships. So just, uh, you know, send the Holy Spirit back to that uh, particular time and just say, please, uh, you know, let your grace be abundant here in this situation. And that could be a, a means of help as well. Thank you. I hadn't even thought of that, but I knew... And praying for the repose of souls, I'll usually try to play, pray back in time before they mm-hmm. pass away, but mm-hmm. I never thought of my own situation. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. God bless. A lot yeah. of prayers go with you. Yeah. You're welcome. That was a wonderful call. I think we all benefited from that call. Before we get to Pam in Toledo, Ohio, can you share Jessica's? Can you? Uh, the font is a little small for me today. Yeah, let me give the phone number first, okay. 833 288-3986. Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you. We're not live tomorrow. We're preempted for the March for Life coverage. So today it's a live broadcast. We're talking about being a little bit stubborn, a little bit resistant at times, digging our heels in, holding our ground. If there's been a time when you've done that and maybe later you said, you know, perhaps I should have acted a little differently in that situation. We'd love to hear your take because Jennifer just really edified us. And I think you would too at 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six, and uh, we heard uh, from uh, Jessica is watching the video stream on YouTube. She says, "I'm not able to call in at present, perhaps soon, but I had not heeded advice from my mom to not travel to the town where my ex-boyfriend lives. I was stubborn. Now I have a son, age six, an ex-fiance who still lives two hours east. In hindsight, stubborn me sees wisdom in mom that I hadn't originally heeded." So that is from uh, Jessica watching the video stream on YouTube. Wow, that's powerful. I have to tell you, as I get older, I wish I had um, listened to my mom and dad. I had a tendency. So here's my stubborn story real quick. Pam, hold on. I always did the opposite of what my dad told me to do. Always. Hmm. It was the weirdest thing. If my dad said to go a certain way and drive a certain way to a place, I would go the opposite way. I don't know what that was all about. I have to figure that out. We need like a therapy session. Okay. Pam in Toledo, Ohio on Annunciation Radio. Welcome to Take Two. Thank you. So my stubbornness, I was born and raised a Catholic. And after I got married, um, I was struggling with the Catholic faith and went toward Protestant being a Protestant, and so then one time I went back to Mass at my home church, and I took my Bible with me, because the Protestants told me to crack my Bible open and read it. So I took my Bible with me, and when they were doing the readings, I would read from that. Toward the end of the service, the priest uh, said to everybody, "Um, just to let you know, he said something like this, just to let you know, you don't need to bring your Bible. Um, In front of you is a book, and it has all of the readings in it. And, like, I just, I was embarrassed, you know, because I was probably the only one. <laughs> and so um, I just dug my heels in, and I said, I'm not going back. That's kind of an unfortunate situation. I mean, uh, as Catholic Christians, we are absolutely Bible Christians. 
Um, you know, it was it was the first Catholics who wrote the Bible, the Catholic Church that decided what's in the Bible. And um, I'm, you may or may not know this, Pam, I'm, I'm back on the road, God willing, to the priesthood myself. Um, I'm in the Diocese of Orlando after spending some time in formation in the 1990s. And I can tell you, uh, if God wills that I do become a priest, I, it would thrill me to no end to see people bringing their Bibles into Mass. Yeah, um, obviously, I, I know what this priest was trying to communicate to you, and maybe you do now as well, Pam, but, you know, we, we do, uh, the, the church goes through, or in the three different uh, liturgical cycles, year A, B, and C, we cover virtually all of the entire Bible mm-hmm. in the readings, but they're sort of put together systematically, in a sense, if you will, so it's not just necessarily uh, opening up the Bible and, and reading a passage, but it's done in a very methodical way, so, um, again, you probably realize that now, but... Um, uh, what what happened? Uh, you're calling this show now. You said that you had kind of dug your heels in and, and didn't, weren't going to go back to that church. So where are you now today, Pam? That's what I was going to ask. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll answer. Um, I am still a Protestant, mm-hmm. and I am listening to Dr. Andrews a lot, listening to your show. So, you know, I'm still digging my heels in, but God wills, you know, God. I want God's will in my life. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Can I, may I make a, one little suggestion, Pam, since you said Dr. David Anders and our show? Could you yes. check? Oh, good, good. Thank you. Could you check out CatholicsComeHome.org? Have you been, have you been sure. to that site? I have not, but I've heard of it. Okay, let me tell you a little background. I'll give you a little inside scoop on that background. But uh, Pam, while let's uh, stay on the line. I want to give the phone number because we're going to run out of uh, time for people to call in. So I want to make sure we get some more calls. If you want to talk about being stubborn or on the flip side, how about encountering somebody that was stubborn? How about that? Somebody, uh, I'm going to share a story about my dad. Now I realize why I was stubborn towards my dad because my dad was stubborn towards me. See, Hmm. 833-288-3986. I just gave myself my own therapy session, Pam, right on air. Okay, (laughs) so catholicscomehome.org. It was started by a wonderful man out here in Arizona. His name is Tom Peterson. It has grown into a wonderful organization. I know Tom personally. He has just a heart for getting the truth out there. And I mean in a real, um, just very direct way. Pam, it is amazing. He came from the advertising marketing background, and he was so tired of seeing these commercials that would brainwash people into uh, going a certain, uh, buy a certain product or be addicted to a certain thing. And he said, you know, I'm going to use airtime uh, for commercials, and I'm going to get the Catholic message out there. For And he started with... Um, with uh, pro-life messages, and they were so hugely successful. And then he went to um, trying to get the message out of of Holy Mother Church. I know some of these um, videos that he's done, because actually my son was in a couple of them. Um, um, Some of my friends are still in them. I hear their voices um, from years ago. Pam, I will tell you, sometimes when I'm just feeling like, wow, you know, Lord, just let me, let me really connect uh, to Holy Mother Church, I will go back to his site at catholicscomehome.org, watch some of the videos, and I am just moved with emotion and attachment and it, the, the, the clarity that comes through it is, is you know, it elevates me out of this current world and lets me just really understand why it is I'm Catholic. So I, I just wanted to share that with you because since you are on this quest and, and searching, maybe it would be a, a great addition. 
What do you say? Thank you. I will try that. Yep, I'll try that. And uh, Jerry, I'll be praying for your study for priesthood. And Deb, I will um, be praying for the medical issues. Thank you, Pam. Thank wow, you. God thank bless you. For you. Both of us. Thank you, Pam. 833-288-3986. Talking about stubbornness today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And we're talking today about stubbornness, being uh, kind of digging your heels and holding your ground. This could be the result of a lot of things that are not necessarily bad. I mean, you could just be a strong-willed person. Maybe you, uh, maybe you have you know opinions on things, and you just kind of say, "Well, I just kind of know when I'm right." So we're asking you if there's been a time when you uh, exercised or exhibited a little bit of stubbornness, maybe later thought about it and said, you know, perhaps I should have acted differently in that situation. That's what we're talking about today. Or if you know somebody who has done, maybe somebody's done that to, to you. You don't have to tell us who that is, but how that mm-hmm. all worked itself out. 833-288-EWTN is the number to call. 833-288-3986. So back to, okay, hey, hey guys, you know what? If you can stop what you're doing right now, the Take-Two family, we need to know if somebody has been on the receiving end of somebody that was so prideful that it, it really broke your spirit. How about that? It was so prideful that it broke your spirit. 833-288-3986. You'll see where I'm going with this in a moment um, because it's it's actually a very powerful angle to this. Um, but Jerry, back to my dad, God rest his soul. He was a good guy, but he had his, you know, everybody has their character flaws. Um, my dad was very strong-willed. And he was, and he could be very, he could be very stubborn, I think. And he was very stubborn with my mom. And Jerry, Jerry Usher knows my, knew my mom, I think, uh, uh, pretty well. And my mom loved Jerry. Oh, she would, she would always say that nice fella. How's that nice fella doing? (laughs) I go, mom, his name is Jerry. You only listen to him every single day. Can you just call him Jerry? Oh, he's a nice fella. And he is a nice fella. But, um, my uh, my dad was very stubborn with my mom, Jerry, and you know my mom. She's such a sweetheart. She never had a mean bone in her body, never. Right. Um, she'd always pay for every uh, priest and nun, and she'd always just pick up the bill for everything. For any time there was clergy, she just loved the clergy. Her brother was a priest. Anyway, but my dad was very stubborn with her, and I think the reason why I was stubborn with my dad is because I was, in some strange way, as a small child, I was defending my mom. Mm. Because I was very protective of my mom, and yeah. and I still am. And isn't that interesting? Yeah, that so is I just learned that yeah. about myself doing this on air uh, <laughs> show episode. Wow, wow there you beautiful, go. a beautiful, enlightening discovery. Yeah, Connie, but Connie was so cool. She was not really a stubborn person. She gave to everybody. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know your dad, but I knew your mom pretty well. You would have loved him. He was great. My uh, Marty loved my dad, and they, they got along great because they were both really good golfers. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, they had that connection. So where are we going? 833-288-3986. Share your take on this uh, little bit of a different topic today than we sometimes do on this program, but we try to cover all the uh, angles of life from any different direction. 833 288 3986 talking about stubbornness today and dante is in dallas listening on the guadalupe radio network and we'll go to dallas next hi dante hi um my experience was i was uh, needed some counseling and i went to the professional counselor was in a group and they recommended you know a lot of resources a lot of methods and i was 
I was, um, I'm fairly well educated and I kind of like looking at him going, nah, that may not work. No, that's not for me. That, you know, that, that may be, make sense for somebody else, but I've got my own methods. But gradually over about a year, I rethought that and I started eventually taking all the advice, all the books, all the methods. And when I did that, I really had a breakthrough. And so once I started actually being humble enough to take that advice, then I had success. Wow. Wow. You've just used a key word, and I know that Debbie probably latched onto that one too, but the, mm-hmm. having the humility mm-hmm. to uh, to take the suggestions, like you said, Dante, that you uh, for, for a long time you weren't taking. That is a real, that's a significant um, moment of growth in Dante's life, Debbie, I'm sure. Oh, I totally agree. And, and Dante, when you said um, humility, absolutely. But then you said you used the word breakthrough. And boy, oh boy, did you nail it. Because you're right. When we use these practices um, to have us um, break through all those barriers, and when we're, when we're strong-willed or prideful or digging our heels in, those walls go up. We get very defensive. There's always that. And then we lose, we lose perspective. We can't, we, we can't see things clearly. Dante, you nailed it. By the way, I love saying your name. I love saying certain cities, and I, but I, I think Dante is the coolest name. Okay, so let me just share this with you. You just reminded me of my late dad again, because that's exactly, my dad went to a counseling session, a family counseling session. He sat there the whole time, 45 minutes. The counselor was like this huge expert in the field. And, and he turned to my dad and he says, Bill, what do you think? And my dad started criticizing... <laughs> My dad started criticizing the counselor and my dad got up and left the counseling session and the counselor said, I don't think your dad's going to do very well in counseling. <laughs> so it's interesting how when you're resistant to these this help, right, it tends to make you, you know, really, really... Um, kind of tightly wound with that. And then, but when you let go and start to just practice it, you have those amazing breakthroughs. What do you say, Dante? Did we nail it? Yeah, I think, um, I think I was trying to protect myself. You know, I built this wall where Mm -hmm. I had all the answers. I was in control, but that really was not getting me where I wanted to go. So I had, I had to give that up. Mm -hmm. Right. So is your life is your life uh, more joy filled and better and you know more of an adventure a happy adventure? I would say my thinking, okay, and my emotional response to the world is very clear now. Hmm. Good, great. Um, it's wow. allowing me joy um, in the simple things instead of where I was before, where I, um, I was burning up a lot of energy mm-hmm. right. that wasn't able to, you know, put in the things that really were important to me. Wow. That is a huge breakthrough. May I ask, you don't have to give us your exact age. I'm just curious, your age range? In my 60s. Okay. Okay. See, that is awesome. Wow. Okay, that that's, you know, God bless you. You know, thank you for sharing your story. I, I you you don't know how much I I that just makes my heart um, just burst with such gratitude towards you because that is incredible. I have to tell you, in the life coaching work that I do, sometimes it's hard to get, especially men. I'm just saying this in a general sense. It's hard to get men to see things differently when they're in, they're in such a pattern. 
and and you this breakthrough i hope are you helping young men younger men um you know reach this so they don't have to go through all of life to to kind of get where you're at i'll be honest with you um i never would have gotten here this was a direct divine intervention in my life where he took away two delusions that i had that i was hurting myself and i wasn't hurting my wife and he just took them away it wasn't anything i did and once that happened, then, you know, he gave me the grace to cooperate with healing. Beautiful. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you had a part in that, Dante. Like you said, he gave you the grace to cooperate. You were receptive to that, and it, it's just revolutionized your life, it sounds like. So God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today. I had him in, I had him in his 30s listening to his voice. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I did you too. You sound a lot I, younger, Dante. Yeah, you have a very youthful voice. Keep that voice. Okay. Um, that line is open that Dante was on there. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. Um, I found an interesting article online in kind of preparing for the show. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it talks about it. It says stubbornness... Um, Let me see, where does it say here? We often think of being stubborn as a negative trait, but being a little hard-headed comes in handy sometimes. So it gives seven seven, uh, traits of a stubborn person, and these are all actually very positive things. So um, as we talk about this conversation and this topic on the show today, folks, you know, may, being being stubborn or holding your ground isn't always necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, we mentioned the strong-willed person. This article says that stubborn people have a lot of resilience. Uh, they won't sway their opinion just because of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, stubborn people have a passionate attitude about life. I like that. They usually have a good work ethic. They may resist change. And stubborn people sometimes like to argue to prove a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Where did you, you get this? I'm just curious. Is this like some psychology I just did a, thing? A, no, I just did a, yeah, I did a, a search just for what, why are people stubborn. Oh, you said why out. are people stu- stubborn. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. That's interesting. I, That's a group yeah. I identify with. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately, Jerry, I lost the uh, call screening um, document. So if you could um, lead us, that would that would help me. Okay. Well, Michael is busy, busy screening a call right now, which we will get to here in just a moment. Uh, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. We are talking about stubbornness today. And I just want to remind you always, we are open to topic suggestions for this program. You can submit them through the show website, which is take2show.com. You can email us, take2 at ewtn.com or Shoot us over some topic suggestions when you're uh, getting your chats going on YouTube and Facebook, watching the video stream there. But we are a Take-Two family, and we want everyone to feel a part of it, not just by your listenership, not just by calling in, but we really do mean it. You know, you're a part of this program, and if you've got a topic that is, uh, you know, this has to do with day-to-day real life, we would love to hear from you, and we would mm-hmm. almost certainly put it on the show calendar. Do you know what? I used to see this all the time when I was in uh, uh, the financial advising um, Industry, I used to see this all the time when when people um, would um, get together, family members would get together after somebody died and they would have to figure out who's going to do what with the estate, the trust, the will, all all those kinds of things, the investments. And even if you had hard 
evidence and proof right in front of family members, they would still almost come to blows and fight right in the room mm-hmm. because it had something to do with a, a passing, a death, and then there was money involved and there was family situations and sibling rivalry and all sorts of stuff. It was brutal. I remember it. I used to I used to have to leave the conference room because you know, you would see uh, a sisters, you know, pulling each other's hair and mm-hmm. uh, brothers punching each other. It's not good. It's no, not good. Did, you ever, no. did that ever happen to you where the hard evidence the, the the facts are right in front of you and it's hard to <laughs> dispute it, but they're still fighting. Yeah, it's probably happened to me before. You know, like I said, I was a lot uh, maybe stronger willed or a lot more stubborn. And I think, you know, as you were, you know, very candidly shared about why you thought maybe you were, I think maybe there was a little bit of that in my own personality or my own makeup as well. Probably more with my mom, you know. Um, Mm. You know, if she would suggest something, maybe like you said, you'd do the opposite that your Mm -hmm. dad suggested. Yeah. Um, I did. But, uh, you know, hopefully we iron those things out and get beyond those, uh, those uh, you know, mm-hmm. things that we hold and cling to, cling to so tightly, you know. Right, right. Well, you learn and grow and you become hopefully more mature. Uh, do you want to share Mary Beth? I'm waving Sure. Her. Yeah, Mary Beth says, God humbled me often. I was stubborn yesterday. I prayed about it last night, and now I'm going to yield to make a concerted effort to yield to my hubby's ideas about finances. He's a CPA, but never would give me a budget when I asked. Ironic. And she says, I've always thought that it's important to review finances for Mm -hmm. every season in life. This season is fun. Retirement for us both. I'd love EWTN to have a financial management book or a speaker. I'd devour that and promote it to all. Oh, nice. Mary Beth, thank you so much. You're amazing for always being a strong supporter of EWTN and um, Take Two. Okay, Mary in Wisconsin on WSFI is been waiting, has been waiting so patiently. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I, I just wanted to tell you that I'm sort of in the middle of this right now yeah. with a stubborn member of the family that will not believe that the person that is coming to my house, we don't know how she gets in sometimes. The locks have been changed three times. Um, And she uh, steals things. And she's stolen about um, $7,000. And she's taken my clothes. And she has a strange way of putting something in in um, if she steals stump, something, uh, she as far as clothing or whatever, she'll put some old thing she has in its place. Like she's saying to God, "I'm not stealing because I gave her this broken down thing or some old mm-hmm. thing that." And and uh, my sister, <laughs> I, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, will not, um, if God came himself and said, this is the person that is doing this to your sister, and it is terrible. All, I have to redo myself, you know, and especially lately, it's, it's been every week practically, and, uh, and she cleaned out, I can't believe it, that, that's, where we are now, she cleaned out the whole top of my freezer, hmm. took all the meat. It's totally empty. 
And I mean, you can't go on like mm-hmm. that if, if, with the, the the shock of these things. Sure. Um, sure. And and that, mm-hmm. I, and I I pray for her. I want good things for her. I want my sister to have good things happen to her too. Mm-hmm. But she will not believe me when she even is holding some of the things in her hand that she's brought back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So wow. that's it. If you can help me mm-hmm. how to get out of this hole, I, well, I would love that. Well, Mary, a couple things. Um, is there is there somebody else that's a, a witness to this besides you and your sister? I'm, I'm assuming your sister knows who this person is. You know who the person is. And so there's, a, I guess, your sister's saying that this person's not doing it. You're saying this person is doing it. Do we hear you correctly? Um, it's it's just happening to me. Um, okay. Okay. And and I, I she is so good at it. Sure. And she she does stuff with her head, with head games too. She'll right, right. Oh, terrible. Okay. Well, what you what you might want to do, Mary, as I would suggest, as is maybe go and seek some um, counseling or something of that nature to help you process through this. A lot of times, they will tell you to journal things. Um, put things down, you know, document things, maybe even, you know, they may suggest this, I don't know, may suggest getting a, one of those um, little cameras or something to monitor your house, change the locks, you know, do that type of thing. Just just protect yourself. Um, you know, if it's dangerous, that's, you know, that's an issue. And you, sh- you, you, need to, you need to get some people there to help you if it's dangerous. If it's not dangerous, if it's just something that's really highly annoying and you, you kind of think this person may have a little bit of maybe mental illness, uh, playing a factor or something, you know, do what you can, but don't, don't let it rob you of your, your peace. I know it's, I know it's a violation of your, your things and it's a, a breaking of the commandment. Um, but if that person is not, you know, fully, um, you know, has some, if that person has some brain health issues, then they're not really fully responsible for what they're doing. So, you know, it, kind of assess the situation, but Mary, please take care of yourself. Don't, it sounds like it's slightly robbing you of, of kind of your, your peace and God doesn't want that for you. Okay. I, I know that, but I have changed the locks three times over oh. $300. Yeah, that's this is, this is a person who is, I don't know if she is, uh, um, uh, she's sick in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and she works for, for my sister. And, um, and my sister can't see it. She has not ever, you know, she can't agree with the other side of her. I went to a priest in Dokuban. I've, you know, I've uh, tried everything that I can think of. Well, Mary, um, did you have something else, Deb? Or, uh, I mean, you changed the locks three times, and this individual is still getting into your house. Um, I would say it's time to get a handyman or somebody over there and, you know, find out. Maybe there's some uh, way of accessing your home that you're not aware of. I mean, that seems to be, uh, you know, a little bit, I was going to say unlikely. Maybe Maybe it's not unlikely. I don't know. But... The thing is, yeah, this this could get into, you know, a dangerous situation for you, Mary. You know, like Debbie said, you know, as long as you don't sense that, but it's still, there might be dangers associated with this. So um, what do you, what do you think about that, Mary? You know, getting some, having somebody come over and just do almost like a home inspection, you know, get somebody over there and just look around for some way that this person could be getting in. 
um, unless, I don't know if your sister is giving them access or what, but it's a, it's not a healthy situation for you, Mary. You've already acknowledged that. It is not. I know. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for whatever you said. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. like a, a prayer from somebody. Okay. Uh, because my sister is so stubborn, she will not um, believe me. Sure. Um, sure. And that's probably what hurts the most, right? Right. Yeah. That is ex- actually right. Yeah. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. But about two months ago, or no, more than that, maybe six months ago, this this woman stole my winter coat. And uh, I told that to my sister, and she said, don't you be silly like that. That's impossible. Don't ever talk to me again about her name. Mm-hmm. And and she called my doctor and made an appointment that mm-hmm. I was crazy because I said, that woman stole my winter coat. Mm-hmm. And she did steal my winter coat. And she uh, um, heard my sister tell her that. That, that, you know, well, the person who stole it brought it back and another coat that I could never wear. It had no, you know, no arm, (laughs) you know, and I gave it to somebody that was Mm -hmm. helping me clean the house for her Mm -hmm. daughter. But um, I I have Mm -hmm. now an... a crazy person, mm-hmm. and and she lied to me, right. canceled a, an appointment for the well, dentist from me, and, did, and took me to my own doctor and said I was crazy, and he well, believed her. Oh, he believed it. Wow. So you know, again, what you want to do, Mary, is get some get some people that are um, that are outside the situation. Speak with them. Maybe maybe um, some additional uh, and a counselor or somebody of authority that you can talk to. You said you t- spoke to the priest. That's great. Um, I think that would help you tremendously because sometimes when this happens, it, it can make an, it really does mess up the whole situation because you don't know who to believe, who to trust. You know, this is happening. People don't are taking sides. It can be very frustrating. So we're going to pray though, Mary, we're going to pray that everybody gets clarity in this situation. So thank you so much. We have to, we have to, um, wrap up this discussion because, um, Jerry, we, did you mention, thank you, Mary. Did you mention Colleen Kelly Mast? I didn't. I was actually just about to do that. Yeah, and the show yeah. on EWTN is called Mast, M-A-S-T, Mast Appeal with Colleen Kelly Mast. It's Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on EWTN Radio. Our dear friend, uh, Dr. Colleen Mast, takes your calls and offers two hours of free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. That is Mast Appeal with Colleen Kelly Mast, Saturday mornings, 9 Eastern Time, right here on EWTN Radio. I hope Mary's still listening because the Take-Two family's already praying for her situation with her sister. So isn't that wonderful? I love the Take-Two family. Okay, so coming up tomorrow, um, the show's are preempted because of the coverage for March for Life, which is live. And and so please, folks, please take the time on EWTN uh, radio, television, uh, to really um, listen to and watch uh, the March for Life coverage. It's very important. We come together and understand what's happening, and we uh, join together in prayer and support. Even if we can't be there, uh, we can... Um, we can lend our support by viewing and listening and prayer. Monday is our clean joke show. It is 
uber popular. I mean, hugely popular. I mean, we get, we get, that's probably our biggest emails right now. People say, when are you going to do the clean joke show? When are you going to do the clean joke show? So we do it uh, every few months and it's so exciting and it's Monday. It's time for us to laugh again. <laughs> it is. Yes, yeah, so be uh, getting your clean jokes ready for uh, Monday. Want to, uh, as always, thank the show team. We we love to uh, you know acknowledge all of the people who put this show, make this show possible. Ace McKay is our producer. Michael McCall has been on social media today. Matt Gabensky, our usual call screener, is on has been on the phones today. And so, guys, we really appreciate that and all of the wonderful folks at EWTN who make this show possible. And we wouldn't be on the air, Debbie, without our affiliates. So we thank all of the affiliates for carrying the program as well and if your local affiliate maybe they time shift the show or run the encore at midnight eastern and you'd like to hear it live well give them a phone call and just say hey what about putting jerry and debbie on it to at the live noon eastern time slot yeah put us on live because you know what here's the thing why it's important to have take two on live so that you can have full participation so the listeners can call in and we can have those great discussions and build the take two family and the take two family is getting bigger and bigger each and every day so thanks you guys also um don't forget to like us on facebook jerry and debbie facebook page and um we're also giving out free consultations at our um life coaching ministry we're uh, adding life coaches every day it's at stan Well, once again, our thanks to you, the Take-Two family, for a fantastic conversation here. We've been talking about stubbornness, and I think we all learned a lot. We had some very impactful calls, and that's that's the whole point of the program, folks. It is your show, and you have an impact on your fellow Take-Two family members around the world. So wherever you happen to be, we wish you a beautiful and blessed day. Today's uh, saint of the day is St. Margaret of Hungary. And we ask her to pray for us, her intercession, along with the uh, entire powerhouse, eight or nine or ten, whatever we're up to now. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's amazing. Thanks, you guys. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Make sure you tune in for the March for Life coverage. We'll see you real soon.